Welcome back, everybody, to Shoot the Shot, episode four. Uh, a lot has happened since we last joined you. Uh, the Super Bowl, LeBron broke the all-time scoring record. But first, I think we should uh, check in on our co-co-hosts, Mr. Alex Midday and Mr. Paul McClellan. Midday, just getting back from a birthday dinner. How was it? Birthday dinner was good. Spent the weekend in Pittsburgh, which is my least favorite sports city on planet Earth. So unironically went there on purpose to celebrate my birth, number 27. It was also, as we were gone, I'll, I'll throw it back to you, Sam, your birthday, three days before mine. So I don't want to take all the birthday love here on the show. Two people back in the 27 Club. Paul's been there for 10 to 15 months or something. It's been a minute, <laughs> for sure. But uh, yeah, it was Close a good weekend. 15. Good time. Happy to be here. Let's shoot this shot. Here for it. Oh, how are you doing? You know, I can't complain other than still existing solely in a hotel. Uh, I was going to say, how's the that, hotel life? <laughs> it's, it's confined. That's for sure. <laughs> Heath Ledger. Yeah. Do we have an ETA on your house? Is there? No, any... no, 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 no. Let's. Oh, the insurance lady could just really be doing better, but that's okay. We will. Continue Shout to her have out. the positive mindset. Shout out Cheyenne. <laughs> Someone that podcast? begins with a K. Tag Couldn't it. tell you because I'll tell you what, she has to have a podcast with how little work it's getting done on the job. Today's episode <laughs> is not sponsored by Aflac. <laughs> that's true. It isn't. Oh, it is sponsored weird. by Anchor, that's though. That's so unfortunate. I'll tell you I'm what. So what a good It platform. is sponsored by Anchor. So good. Yep. Keeping so, our ships in place. As I, as I mentioned, Super Bowl kind of a big a big deal right depends who you ask i would say it was a it was a pretty good game we'll touch on it just briefly because we we obviously didn't get to talk about it last week after it happened but i feel like the uh excitement has kind of worn off but this is a Confirmed. sports podcast sure is and we talk about the Sport. biggest events in sports so super bowl thoughts i want three sentences paul go i'm just kidding you don't have to give me three sentences but what are your thoughts Patrick Mahomes is who we thought he was. Jalen Hurts is better than I thought he was. And the Philadelphia Eagles will be back. Next year. No, I'm not saying next year. I'm just saying they'll okay. be back. With, in, the, in, the, in the Jalen Hurts era with A.J. Brown, that's, a, that's an awesome passing attack. I'm a fan. It's fun. You're right. Especially owning that Saints first round pick. That's 10th overall. That'll be fun. Let's just hope they re-sign Miles Sanders for my fantasy team's sake. Thank you very much. Mede, what do we always say on this show? No one cares about your fantasy team. <laughs> I do. So you're going to hear about it, and I'll apologize You're allowed now, to. And that's the only time. And I care about mine, but nobody cares about yours. That's the truth. We can still talk about it. That's not me shutting down content. But yeah. Hot take. Miles Sanders runs for another 1,000 yards next season. And I don't even know what team he's going to be on. And if he does, does he overtake the Colonel as the most popular Sanders in American history? Wow. That <laughs> is just never going to happen because he's not even Rank the most, he's not even the most popular 
Sanders to play running back in oh, NFL history. Oh my God! How could I forget about <laughs> Jerome, Bernie? <laughs> what are you guys? Okay. <laughs> right. Power rank your top five favorite socialists with the last name Sanders. Where's Miles rank? <laughs> oh my goodness, Mida, are you going to tell us what what are your thoughts on the Super? You want me to some takes on the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah. I don't have a ton. I think it was an entertaining game, disappointing finish. I think it was a holding call. Whether you should call it or shouldn't, whatever. What are the rules if you can't call them at all times? I think it was just a bummer. I don't think it was the wrong call. I don't think the timing was wrong. I think it was just a bummer as a spectator, not necessarily Mm -hmm. a issue with, I mean, the officials have made their mistakes all season. I don't think this should go as part of that list. I think it was just not great theater. So it took away the drama. Um, when you when you look at like the big no calls in late playoff game history, that mm-hmm. is so much more painful for the fan bases that needed that call sure. than it is like unfair that a good call is made, in my opinion. And I, I agree with you on on your analysis there that it's like textbook hold, right? You, you yeah. got to make that call. I, I think it's, you know, the mo- I mean, obviously people have mentioned this before, but the defender admitting that it was a penalty kind of takes all of the energy away from the fan base that can, you know, complain about that and use that as well. No, it wasn't. Well, for what it's worth, I think all of the Eagles from what I've seen have been the best, whatever the opposite of a sore loser is, that's what they have been. They've taken it on the chin and, you know, we just didn't have enough points to win the game. It is what it is. And they'll be back for more. So oh, I think that- losing with grace. They have done for that. sure. For sure. I think the, the, the Kelsey stuff between the two brothers was what I don't want to say hurt me the most because, again, no dogs in the fight. But they are Cleveland people. So we kind of relate to them a little bit. But, you know, they, they have their own podcast. And Jason's explaining how hard it was to watch his mother go through the emotions of one of them winning in this massive accomplishment. But the other one being consoled for not achieving um, the same goal. But yeah, as far as the game goes, it was fun, enjoyable, entertaining. Um, halftime show was cool, but in general, not even in my top five favorite pregnant women on TV. So what are you going to Got to hear this list. <laughs> I, I just I mean, you said top five, so it right sounds now. like you have a list. That's incredible. Top five. I can give you seven right now, starting with... He said seven. He gave himself two more. And then... <laughs> <laughs> that was... That was a, a bold choice. Number one, favorite pregnant woman on TV. I don't remember Aunt Becky's actual name from Full House when she was pregnant with the twins. That's peak, number one. Peak uh, crush for me growing up. That's not true. I'm just spitting <laughs> something. I can't think of a single other pregnant woman. <laughs> no, I can't think of anyone. <laughs> I, I was can't like, do it. He's throwing the top five list and like if I could come 16. up with two. The girl so from in this Zoe like, 101 and pregnant or something. No, she ruined my entire life. <laughs> I love that show. I think. I think. <laughs> but yeah, football, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty yeah, show. it was fun. I think the scoring output from both teams really made it enjoyable to watch. And kind of going back on what you said, if the defender even said he held him, what are we still talking about? Like, what are people still discussing if if the person that the, the call was on even came back and was like, yeah, it was the right call? Like, it just seems like we're just we're just blowing smoke for no reason at this point. Yeah. It's well, a good Super Bowl between two good teams. Speaking of uh, sore losers or losing with um, whatever I said before that was the correct term. I'm talking about your fantasy team. 
I'm not talking about my, I actually was going to refer <laughs> to a player that was on my fantasy team, but not about my fantasy team. And that's Juju Smith Schuster on Valentine's day, shortly after the Super yeah. Bowl posts the thing about, you know, I'm hold you tight this, uh, this Valentine's day or something like that with the picture mm-hmm. of the guy holding him. And it's like, man, you already got your ring. Like ha- you win with some grace here. Don't kick the people while they're down. That's rude. And I think it was AJ Brown kind of uh, roasted him on, on that, like you haven't been relevant since your second year like even Patrick Mahomes couldn't make you a true number one like get out of here and it it was a pretty good cooking because AJ Brown is very dominant and Juju hasn't been in a long time Uh, and and I I think it's a shame that there are so many of those sports personalities that refuse to just play and uh, do the off the field stuff with grace and Juju is one of those people all the time that's been a big media player and I think he just he must enjoy the uh, bad guy moniker because, like, sure, the whole time he's just been making enemies. I feel like he was just so young, like, in the league when, like, the social media kind of took it by storm. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of the players got a little more involved with social media when he was, like... When TikTok came out? Like, yeah, like, TikTok was a big thing, and that's why he got a lot of shit for it. Um, Corvette, Corvette. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Twitter's been around for a while, but it just feels like maybe in the last, like, what, seven years that professional athletes have seemed to care a little bit more about social media. I mean, there, I saw some tweets today from Kevin Durant from, like, 2011 because they were asking All-Stars, like, who said this tweet? And it was, like, he was, like, asking... Rihanna, if she was single on Twitter, like, I, I feel like there's As a you do. more, more Twitter, care now. Twitter was definitely <laughs> a different place in 2009 and 2011 than it is in 2023. Yeah, people, people are so conscious of their brand anymore. I think that's what it is. It's how can I turn this into clicks, which in turn turns into dollars in the bank account. And that's really what it is. But also... I think this you can go full full circle is why Pittsburgh is my least favorite sports city is because that's where Juju got his roots and nothing good comes from Pittsburgh. Facts. Yeah. yeah. Speaking for, of, I mean, TJ Watt's pretty awesome. Steel in the seventies was pretty good there. Yeah. Still, still run their economy into the ground. LeBron broke the all-time scorer. <laughs> that's not. That's nothing to do with Pittsburgh, but we needed to move. Segway. <laughs> LeBron broke the, the all-time scoring record on Tuesday, last Tuesday night. Uh, oh, no. Was it last Tuesday? Two Depends Tuesdays when ago. Two Tuesdays ago against the Oklahoma City Thunder, he scored 38 points, which in the previous pod, mid-8, you did, you did think he was going to go out and get it. Yeah. And I, I, so I want to get your thoughts because you're, you're the most lovable Lovable, I loving LeBron person. I am the most lovable. Thank you. And that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. That thing continues my streak of being dead perfect on every prediction I've ever made on this show. Um, especially the Super Bowl being low scoring with no passing touchdowns. Knock that one out of the park. Um, and LeBron's yeah, by 100 no. every week. LeBron, yeah. They're going to get that eventually. And then I'm going to be really right. And wealthy because I bet on it every time. I talk about gambling a lot on this show. I'm going to go back to LeBron, but I just want to call myself out for <laughs> nobody. Not only does anybody, nobody cares about your fantasy team. Nobody gives a shit about my little baby bets that I throw out there either. Oh, put money on them. I'm an idiot. 1-800-GET-HELP too. I just, no, it's 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. 
in West wow. Virginia, Idaho, Pennsylvania. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, call myself out. Back to LeBron. He is incredible. He deserves all of the praise that he's gotten over the past couple weeks. There'll never be another athlete like him in my existence. I appreciate him every single day. That being said, I am kind of annoyed recently from the uh, almost over-the-top forcing on both sides of it. I think there's so much emphasis on trying to show how much you appreciate him, and then there's so much backlash to where it's like, oh, yada, yada, yada. It's not actually that cool. He's played more years than all these people, which you make up your excuse, but what are you doing? Like, what's the what's the point of this? You can appreciate him as he's gone on. And I, I don't know, but stopping the game 10 seconds before the end of the quarter when he actually broke the record did not feel necessary to me to the point where I almost cringed. Like, it felt cringy because it's like, oh, we have to go back out there and finish this quarter. Like, sure, they should have done something. I'm not saying that was out of bounds, but... Wait till the quarter's over. How do they they gotta have a little bit better awareness with, you know, the ceremony of it all. I said a lot of things there and nothing was necessarily linear, but I'm gonna pass it off to the next person for their opinions. That sounds like a plan. I'll 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 grab the ball on that. Thank you. Uh first of all, I agree with you on the quarter stuff. It was I mean, we mm -hmm. were watching that together, live texting it, enjoying the time. Uh definitely awkward, definitely too long hilarious that Kareem doesn't like LeBron and LeBron doesn't no. like Kareem. That basketball mm -hmm. handoff was one of the less comfortable situations that I've seen in a basketball court. And I've seen plenty of Russell Westbrook, Pat Beverly matchups. Uh, <laughs> the last time that I remember seeing something like that was when Kobe passed Michael on the scoring list and they like, it was on a free throw and mm -hmm. like he hit the free throw and then they're like, Oh, pause the game here in the middle of the game and like do all this pomp and circumstance. Which, again, it's like that wasn't for number one all time. That was for like number three. six all time. What Three. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. Three at the time. Yeah. Was it really? Goodness gracious. Yeah. Um, good for good for all the people ahead of him. Um, <laughs> Except for Carl Malone. Pedophile. Talk about derailing a train of thought right there. Back, that is a back. textbook. Leave it in. Do not edit that out. He needs to know. Let me see. Uh, talking about your betting going all the way back, uh, by the way, are we are we feeling any two of the Celtics, Bucks, Suns, Nuggets or Clippers making the NBA finals? So Celtics or Bucks out of the East and then You're Suns, Nuggets or Clippers? Clippers, yeah. dark horse for me. I hate I mean, Russell West, with, Westbrook's with on Westbrook. There. Oh, it's I, it's a lot. Well, you're right. You it probably went see, down now. Do you ever see Russ and uh, and Paul George together in Oklahoma City? I wanted the Clippers before they MVP. got Russ, but now it was tough. I might change my vote. I'm gonna fight everyone. I, for all the listeners that might not know this, I'm an unrealistic uh, Russell Westbrook stan. He's the most loyal player in the league. I'm a big fan of his explosiveness and effort. And Sam hates his guts, so we fight about it constantly, and it's real fun. And Midday yeah. usually agrees with Sam, and I usually agree with Sam these days, too, because he's old. But just, here we are. It's just not a winning yeah. basketball player anymore. Anymore. The efficiency is always what kind of got me. He's oh, he was wait. always fun to watch. He was always Top fun 50 to watch. player ever. I'll, I'm, I'll give you I'm that. really just – I'm ripping the the thought train around here, and I'm going back to something else that Midday said, and that was Brianna. on, like – No, I wish, okay. but it was on LeBron. Like all the ads <laughs> for the NBA these days have been 
oh, LeBron is the greatest player of all time. Look at even like for the All-Star game, it was like uh, 38,404. He's the greatest. And yeah, it's really cool that he broke that record. But the Lakers aren't competing for a championship. And the Heat, when LeBron was putting up these numbers on the Heat, were the clear favorite to win the championship. And when you have a player like Anthony Davis and when you're making moves and bringing in these other pieces that you hope will allow you to compete, getting, I don't know how to say his name, Hachimura from from Washington, getting uh, D'Angelo Russell again, now somehow a Wiley vet after his little trapeze around the NBA, you assume, yeah, getting rid of Pat Beverly, all these good moves, you assume that now they're going to be competing for a championship and watching LeBron will mean something. And right now it just isn't meaning anything. It's just, it's almost what Sam was hating on Westbrook for, for those years after Durant in OKC. He's just putting up good stats and it's not meaning anything. Uh, And, and that as someone that has watched LeBron compete for a championship for like 17 straight years, it's kind of annoying and sad. And as a fan of the NBA, I think the NBA is better when LeBron is in on one of those top five teams that you assume is going to be uh, in contention for a championship. And right now it's like, yeah, you look at the Celtics, you look at the Bucks. One of them's probably coming out of the East and you look at uh, some of the top teams in the West. You look at the Nuggets, even with Kyrie. Now I put Dallas almost in that kind of fringe. The Suns have now put together a good team. And now I don't think you ever count out Golden State while Steph and Clay are on that team. And LeBron isn't in the picture. And that's just sad and, and, and tough to take in as a fan. No, but you're, you're right, Paul. Like, it's, Love being I mean, right. it's, it's disappointing, though, a little bit. Because, like, I think the expectation from the public is that Anthony Davis should be helping to, to carry the Lakers to be a little bit I'm not going to say a little bit. I'll say a lot better than they are. Um, I mean, I think that with the roster changes, they will find themselves in the play-in tournament. I'm not going to say they're going to get into the actual playoffs, but I mean, I think at the very minimum, we would want at least play-in tournament just to see what LeBron can do because, yeah, he's 38, but I mean, it it seems like he can almost still go out and get a bucket whenever he wants. I think... I remember the comment I wanted to make after both of those. Uh, what I see LeBron has realized is that him doing what he has done for the better part of the past two decades, that has been enough in the past to make him the going away favorite in his conference is no longer enough. And I think what's surprised him the most is he doesn't feel like he's taken as big of a step back as his teams have. And maybe that's because the league has elevated their talent you know, at, you know, a a better rate than his uh, teammates have. I don't know if that makes sense, but to loop it back into the Anthony Davis thing, he is, I'm going to say this and it's going to sound a little Stephen A. Smithy, but he is the problem. He is the flaw with this team. They traded away the future that they had built with Brandon Ingram and Randall. And I guess they have D'Angelo Russell back, but they gave up all that and all the picks and all the assets, Lonzo Ball, which can he walk anymore? We don't know. They gave all that up so that Anthony Davis could take the torch and carry in the same way LeBron has. And he simply is either not available on the court or doesn't play the winning basketball to have the effect. And frankly, the two of them together, I, I can't believe they're not enough to be a top eight team, let alone six with the play in. But he's, yeah, he's supposed ridiculous. to be the, the Jerry West to LeBron's wilt. 
uh, sure. as he's aging out here. And yeah. he just is the Wilt. He's just the old guy that's hurt. Yeah. And LeBron is the one that's available somehow. It's almost like he did so much losing in his career that he doesn't know how to win. I think that I think that's a good point. I think that's real. I think that was the argument with the Sixers too, when they did all that tank for all their picks and stuff. Is like you ingrained this culture. Of I don't losing. know culture of losing, and I mean, there's no repercussions for throwing away a game or sitting out for a week. It's like okay, I still get the check at the end of the week. I say that about my job. Doesn't matter how stressful it is. Check hits every Friday. However the checks are a little bit different and nobody pays to watch me do what I do. So I don't know. I guess that's true. You know, you never know. Some people don't pay me at all. (laughs) You said something that stuck out to me midday on the LeBron's level of play hasn't gone down. uh, And, but the level of his teams have, Mm. it feels to me like his level of play on paper is almost the same or better than anything else. But when you watch it with the eye test, He doesn't have the same bounce. He doesn't have a lot of that energy on defense or anything like that. And it feels like he is okay with coasting and he's 38 years old. This is year 20. Like I'm not, you know, uh, throwing any stones or, or really criticizing on this, but I'm just saying where before we could assume that he was going to take over in the third quarter of a regular season game on a back to back. Now you Mm -hmm. just know that he's going to get you his six points and then go to the bench and be fine with, you know, 28 and six and five. Like, right. and there's not a lot wrong with that, but it isn't something where he can drag like he did with the 07 Cavs, a, a, a somewhat subpar team to 66 wins. He is going to put up crazy numbers, but it's going to be on his terms uh, and it's going to be in a comfortable way. And that, that mm-hmm. I think is a real uh, systemic change in how we see him play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mideis, like based on his, I mean, I'm asking both of you, but it's sort of directed at, at you, Mideis. Do you think that, like you made that comment about the league kind of getting better? Does this, I mean, over the course of LeBron's career, you know, with his averages kind of staying the same, obviously his teams have changed and like the construction of his teams have changed. But does this kind of prove that top to bottom, the league has just gotten better over the last 20 years? Yeah, I think sense. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I think there's no question it has the depth of it. Simply, if you look up how many people in 2011 were averaging 20 points per game versus now, I think, again, I didn't look it up. It's something like 10 to 45 like now, like people just put the ball in the hoop more. There's more talent spread out. I don't know who's to credit, who's to blame, what the source of that is. But I think, I mean, think about when LeBron, the second stint with the Cavs, who did he have to get past in the East? It was like nobody. The competition was the Hawks. He was going to sweep the Hawks and the Raptors in the Raptors seven straight times. Which, Lowry I mean, and credit, DeRozan. credit to Lowry and DeRozan. But I mean, I, I don't know. As far as the next best team, we look at it now. I mean, Milwaukee and Boston are like, juggernauts basically they do the same thing lebron's Cavs did if you plop those teams back in 2017 or 18 whatever that was the year without Kyrie when he left so 2018 was pathetic that the Cavs made it all the way so i think that speaks to the depth of the league i mean look at the Cavs this year the roster they have now would have been the best team in the east if they were 2017 the Cavs made the finals with kyle corver on the graphic yeah beautiful and 
Tristan Thompson, who's now, I guess, backing down female ESPN employees in the post Uh-oh. on pregame shows. Here we go. He's also giving it's, Kevin Love life advice. Well, I don't know how much you should. Did you hear about this? Is Kevin a, could use some help. This is a, a Cavs 2016 certified moment. Did you hear that uh, Kyrie Irving is likely to look at Los Angeles in free agency? And after Kevin Love signs with the Heat on this one year, he is likely to look somewhere in Los Angeles in free agency. The UCLA native coming back. It's a reunion eight years later to be the eighth seed in the West. (laughs) You know, that would make me really mad, but I don't really want to get into that because we could talk about that for hours. Okay, my Um, I think that's one of LeBron's main frustrations is – his whole coast into nothingness was built around Kyrie Irving. And it was like, okay, this guy can hang. He can dribble the ball like crazy. He can whatever. And he can. He would have been right if he hitched his wagon to Kyrie. Or I guess if Kyrie would have let him hitch his wagon to him instead of having to jump ship and the backup plan being Anthony Davis. Kevin Love was really never part of the long-term plan. That was who's the best available big-ish player I can get for Andrew Wiggins or the pick that was Andrew Wiggins. And I um, I think we all felt like it was, I mean, not that any of us knew, but it, we felt like it was in LeBron's plan to basically just like slowly pass the torch to Kyrie on the Cavs and just be like, I'll average 25. You go ahead, get 28, 29, 30. And like, we'll just keep playing and winning. And Kyrie was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to dip. Kyrie said, there is not room for two alphas. I'm going to go be the alpha in Boston and then realize it's way harder than I thought it was and then, and then go try to be with two alphas with Kevin Durant in Brooklyn and then realize that's not enough because the mayor is not going to let you play half the games mm-hmm. and then get traded. That was all in the plan. Poor kid. Tough. Still got it's five tough, good years but... left. Yeah. Somehow so... we always end up talking about Kyrie. You're welcome, Sam. I do. I do think <laughs> that's a, pretty funny. I think it's been four straight episodes. It's a slight little plug that I got in there. Um, We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to jump back in with some more second-half post-All-Star break hoops. All right, so as I was watching the All-Star game, which we don't want to talk about too much because it was boring as hell, um, they were kind of talking about like the MVP candidates coming out of the All-Star break. And so I really wanted to get your guys' takes on, you know, in the last 20 to 25 games, who you think will kind of come out of the pack. Because, I mean, for me, it feels like it's three, maybe four guys. Um, I would say Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis. And then I would like the maybe fourth guy is Tatum. And that's only because I feel like he started hot and then cooled off a bit. So of of those three, four guys, who do you think separates themselves? Or do you have arguments for, you know, why guys might fall off? Because I honestly feel like it's just completely up in the air. Like I don't I don't have any idea who I mean, Jokic is the favorite right now, but it almost feels like that could change after a week. The disparity between the strength of the Eastern Conference top tier teams and the Western Conference is wild. The top four teams in the East would be ahead of the number two team in the West. So that gives you a feeling that, okay, the Nuggets are on a tier of their own in the West. And then, yeah, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, and even the Cavs are all doing very well in the East. So for me, 
I do think that it's Jokic's to lose. I think that, believe it or not, the other player that comes to mind in the West as having a dark horse possibility would be Luka Doncic just because he's had a, a crazy good season. And now with Kyrie, if they manage to make a run here at the end, it's not going to happen, but I could see a second or third place finish. Uh, you're right. I do think the other two top players uh, to finish will be Giannis and Embiid. And I don't really know what would have to happen. I think if the Bucks overtake first place in the East uh, and secure that number, there's a good chance that Giannis gets a, a, a high number of votes and, and might win it. I don't really see a path for Embiid to win it, which is crazy because it feels like we've been talking about him for like five straight years on, oh, it's any any year now he should have it. It doesn't Unless he seem just like, like goes off, right? I mean, yeah, obviously. If he if he averages 35 and 13 the rest of the season, I'd say it's probably his. Uh, but even then, I mean, Jokic is averaging a triple-double. In the Russell Westbrook era, when, when a player does that for the first time, that was something that earned you an MVP. So it doesn't really matter that he has two straight. He's probably getting the third. That second round exit. <sighs> and at the same time, I feel like the, the West is like if you look at the top teams in the West, right? We have the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, the Kings are the three seed, the Clippers and then Suns, Mavs, Pelicans and Wolves. But they're all separated by like what? A game and a half? Like not what, isn't it? Not much, right? The The Kings have 32 wins in the three seed. The Wolves have 31 wins in the eight seed. So there, mm. there's there's very little disparity there. They're all between a, a, an exactly 500 and, and 561 winning percentage. That, that could look completely different in two weeks. Sorry. It, mm-hmm. it totally could, but you're not going to see. I mean, the Thunder have a 491. Beyond the 10 seed, the Thunder and Warriors uh, are, are the two sitting there on the bubble for the play-in tournament. You're not going to see a lot of disparity there. And other than the Warriors, there isn't a lot of playoff success in there. Okay, sure. You have the Suns. They had a a finals run. Now with added Kevin Durant, there's a good chance of them making a deep push. But the Grizzlies were surprising the Warriors when they played. The Kings have nothing. The Clippers have no cohesion in the playoffs. So I could see, and the Nuggets have had a, a conference championship or conference semifinals run every year of the last five years. So I could see them this being the year they actually make it. I know you've, you know, you're making the joke about the second round exit, but I'm making the case that this could be their year. No, it could be. I, yeah, I'm just, it just feels like, I think we talked about this last episode. It just almost feels like they are always being like highly talked about. And then something happens, something goes wrong and they lose in six, seven games in the second round of the Eastern, or sorry, the Western conference finals. Midday, what do you think? I want to touch on the MVP talk first. We're going to go back to where we started with that. I think the list of potential winners, I would probably stretch it out to five or six. Um, I know that's probably outlandish with 20 games left, but I think the Kyrie Irving trade opens the door for Luka because their team should theoretically win more games. And when it comes down to separating 30-point-per-game scores, they look at the wins and losses. So the more wins that the Mavericks have, the better his case becomes. However, I do think there are at least three people ahead of him, um, depending on what I think about Tatum. I think nobody actually wants to give Jokic three straight. I don't think they want him in that club historically. I think he's gotten his flowers enough with the two, and I think he deserved both of them. What I think there's going to be a large campaign almost for Joel Embiid 
in these last 20 games of the year because he doesn't have one yet. And he, he at least thinks, and his GM thinks he should have had one either last year or the previous two years. Uh, what's fascinating to me about Embiid is people think, oh, he can't stay healthy. But if you look at the, his last six seasons, he's been pretty reliable as far as games played. It's not anything crazier than the rest of these stars, simply because people don't they don't play whether they're healthy or not. Um, I think he's had a couple untimely injuries in the playoffs, um, but other than those, he's been pretty reliable. So you look at his numbers, he's 33 and 10 a game right now, 33 points per game. And we're talking about him maybe second or third in the MVP race. That kind of blows my mind going back to the depth of the league conversation. Like the, the fact that he's not the going away favorite um, is insane to me. But as far as how the rest of the season shakes out, I feel like this might be the latest the All-Star breaks ever hit in a, in a season. It is. I don't know if that's a statistical statistical truth, but only 20 games post All-Star break. It almost seems like it's going to be a crazy sprint. And that Western Conference is going to be insane. I hope for the sake of the 17 Kings fans out in Sacramento that they do find a way to make the playoffs because it's been a 20-something, 22-year drought now, maybe 21. I thought it was um, 06. Wasn't it 06 or 05 last time they made it? Mike I don't know. In my head, it was 01 or 02, but I, you could be right. Okay. Mike Bibby. I don't know. If, I know it's a long time. Sam is naming long, yeah, retired Stryakovich. players. This is 01. Those are 01 Kings. No, 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 no. Those are NBA Live 06. 05. NBA Live 05 Kings. AK 47. Did, did they make oh, the playoffs? Wait, he's oh, on the Jazz. That was, they were they no, were good. Utah. They were very good in NBA Live 05. I remember I would I was always running into them in the uh, in the career mode. 2007 was the last time. I was not that far. Seven. I said that's like five or oh six. That's like we believe Warriors year. They it were is in the playoffs actually that year. Yeah. So they were at least the seven or better. Good for the, good for the. What am I? They're fine. They don't need to make the playoffs. Here's here's a fun question related to the MVP conversation. The Lakers currently sit 13th in the West at 27 and 32. Uh, 14 games back from the number one seed. The Thunder are 12 games back from the number one seed uh, in 10th place for the play-in tournament. What would the Lakers have to do for LeBron to receive MVP votes? How many oh, games God. back of the six are they right now? They have 24 games. Three and a half. To play, yeah. right? I think if he gets them to the four seed, then he gets more than a couple votes. They have to make up five games on That's the entire... It. On the entire league in 20 games. They have, they have to win all I think they have 24. <laughs> they have 23 or 24 games left. They have 24 I, left. I can't do math in my head right now. I'm sorry. So they got to go, saw, what, eight, 18 and 6 or something? They have yeah, 59 saw, games played. I to get back in the 23 then, 23 games. I saw something on Twitter, and it said uh, they did like a, like a statistic that was estimated – wins over like the next 20 to 25 games whatever teams have left and this person was estimating that the lakers needed to win 16 of their 24 games to like secure the play-in tournament mm -hmm. that was that was to secure the play-in tournament so 16 and eight feels unlikely i think they got better with these moves is what I'll say. Too. I think they should win more games with the players that they swapped out and added i think beverly was so remarkably not helpful. Westbrook, I think, was fine for what he did, for what it's worth. I think he was nice off the bench. 
Um, not irreplaceable, but you get the shooting with Beasley. I don't know how I feel about Hachimura. He seems like on paper he's a better player than he is when you actually watch the games. And then it's just the health of Davis and LeBron. If, if they both play 20 of the 23, you know, who knows what could happen because there aren't too many duos still that are should be able to hang with them. But turns out if you don't play, it's easier to beat you. Well, and is Braun hurt now? I, don't, I mean, I don't think no. he, I think he's going to be okay. I think that's a bruise on the inside of his finger, but he didn't want to play like, anymore. Yeah. On his yeah. shooting hand. That's true. Shooting it. I, I, I've hit my hand on the bottom of the rim hundreds of times going up for blocks. So, you know. Oh, wow. Big guy. Yep. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> Not as bad as the forehead on the rim, but, you know, that one, that one rubs off pretty quick, too. <laughs> yeah, I've run up and punched the bottom of the rim, too. <laughs> shoot drinking monsters um, so my my last question here two ucla grads okay not grads sorry they all they left after their freshman year two ucla guys kevin love and I have russell, russell westbrook both in the buyout market okay kevin goes to the miami heat russ goes to the clippers who plays a bigger role on their team as far as like a playoff push slash playoff run. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Westbrook starts for them. Even if he doesn't, first he's, couple he's games. coming off the bench for 24 minutes. And I think Kevin Love's I, maxing out at 16. My they bring Kevin Love for just the just to be a vet that's one. Is Honestly, Udonis Haslam still on yeah. the team? See, he beat me to it. He beat me to the joke. I was going to say, <laughs> they got Kevin Love to play cards with Udonis Haslam on the bench. Have you seen how gray Kevin Love's hair is now? Is you No, that's a genuine question, though. Is that's Udonis Haslam on the he team? Is. He is on the that's team. Started that's game. impossible. Started a game this year. That's impossible. He is he's 49 years old. <laughs> okay, sure. It feels no, like he he's Tom not. Brady aged. He's He's oh, got I'm a half-and-half half contract where it's half player half coach that's not true it's just what he does it's funny though uh i can't blame him if you, if you want to wear basketball shorts and coach go for it man i don't he, he is 42 wow that that nick collison contract yeah. just kidding uh but i know, think it has value like I, I i think it's a good idea to have somebody like that i think that russell westbrook to the clippers makes so much sense a for Russ's life personally, he's just like, I've been living in L.A. My family's in L.A. We're going to stay in L.A. I don't want to move to Utah or anywhere Loyal- else. Loyalty. You said and that. Also, there is. Yeah, I did say loyalty. The, the other half of it is I think he does feel like there's some amount of unfinished business with Paul George in that they did well together in Oklahoma mm-hmm. City when they were together. And they ended up both moving, I think, in what was that, 18 or 19 uh, him to the Rockets and and Paul George to the Clippers. And I don't think Paul George and Kawhi have felt like they've had a real shot together since they've linked up because uh, that somebody's hurt all the time. And I think it was Kawhi. It's a great question. I think unless you were a Raptors fan in 2019, you don't know. But that's the last time we saw him. Right. I think he he's shown up a little bit for the Clippers, but not for much. And I think that this they have a good amount of role players that are actually fairly solid. Whichever Morris they have shows up usually for them when they need it. And I think Russell Westbrook is going to give me a number of reasons to talk about how great he is in this Clippers stint. 
like he did in Washington when nobody expected it. I think they made a mistake, the Clippers did, getting rid of Luke Kennard. Mm-hmm. I think he was a good young scorer that you just want to have coming off your bench. Where'd he great, go? Great value, Memphis. Alex Caruso. You're mad good about? pickup by Memphis. Yeah. Like, I mean, it just feels like teams are always looking for a guy like that that can hit an open jump shot in the Clippers. Knockdown shooter. Like, yeah. Maybe they'll sign Mac McClung. Yeah. I mean, sell tickets. Dunks. Sure. Back to you, Donis Haslam. I have a fun little question. Guess well, his career earnings. 20 years. Guess his career earnings. 46 million. 15.9. Are you, damn, you guys are shortchanging my guy. Yeah, he's been a bench player since 06. <laughs> He's yeah, got, he's never he's never he's made one less year, than two million dollars except for his first two seasons. He's making yeah. two million dollars this year to be on the bench to give pep talks at halftime. That's incredible. Intimidate yeah. the other teams, ball boy. The answer is seventy-one million dollars career earnings for Udonis Aslan. Earned, earned, not given. <laughs> Tom Brady's making more on oh. his 10-year uh, broadcasting contract than he is on his entire NFL contract. I'll tell you what. Stupid. This is an incredible site. It tells me how much he's been fined over the course of his career, and it's $52,000. That's hilarious. Feels F- low. 52 technicals? Is that what that is? 50, $52,000. No, he's only yeah. got... Uh, you got to walk on the court fine, I'm sure. He's only got eight techs and... Two um, twice. Eight, Eight texts and one one ejection in his career. Uh, it doesn't count defense of three seconds, clearly. He had a technical foul this December. Deserved it. <laughs> Just sitting on the pine. They give out texts like Oprah nowadays, though. Yeah, that's hilarious. When you when you look at flagrant fouls and then you just go back and watch any game with whatever his name is, Bill Rainier of the Pistons in Land the beer. late 80s. Thank you. He just should have gotten 17 flagrant fouls a game. And the, it's just such a soft game. And they don't call double dribbles or carries. And it pisses me off. That's my soapbox of the day for you. I just got into a uh, little bit of a wormhole of Uh-oh. these fines. Because you know who I went to next, right? Draymond Green. Rasheed Wallace. Yeah. So Draymond's page scrolls for a bit. Okay, and all these fines are just like, like tax three three million tax. They're like two million. It's like two. It's like two thousand bucks for these fines, like these technical fouls and stuff. His his career. Don't don't just each, tell me. Ask. Check. Okay. Let me guess. What? Yeah, guess. Go ahead. Career I, 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 career I'll, fine. I'll show you for the. I mean, I'm gonna show you for the. But here's the scrolling. Like. Oh yeah. This is just we're just scrolling on the fines here. <laughs> I'm going to say 100 and Udonis was 52, mind you, with like oh, nine, oh. with like nine total, 52,000 with like nine total infractions. Yeah, but Udonis is a good guy. $237,000. Going 1.1 million. Yeah. Mide was, Mide was closest. It was uh, 1.0, 1.07 million. Bro, that is. That is just inconsiderate. I was trying to go high to be funny, and I was dead on. That's no, a bummer yeah. for my guy. That is that is. I feel bad for whatever charities he supports. He's lost that more should, money than yeah. I will ever make. 
guess how much that's not guess that's not guess true. how much that flagrant foul in game Six. four four the nut tap game four, game four. The nut tap. guess how much that fine was 28 000. yeah yeah that's real close i'm gonna say 45 oh man Sam's giving me the thumbs up 110 oh, yeah 150 190 okay all right 130 uh was that a game check or something uh, it it might, for being assessed flagrant foul one during Golden State Warriors Cleveland playoff game, it was it was one game suspended. It must have been a game check. Yeah, well he didn't get one suspended game. technically for it. It was just put him over the limit for flagrants and technical combined for the playoffs. Damn, this dude's got he's got another hundred and twenty thousander uh, conduct detrimental to the team. That's when he punched his teammate. Yeah, or through soup. That was in 18. Oh, wait, that was Jared. That was in 2018. Well, that's when he punched his other teammate. <laughs> well, what did that's he get funny. for He's punching Stephen Adams? I mean, kicking Stephen Adams in the nuts in 2016. Nothing. Free throws. It tells me the game. It tells me the date in the game. But that's hilarious. He's got two that are two hundred and forty thousand dollars. Two, two. See, that's that's not fair. That was my entire guess, and that was just two actions by him. <laughs> You think he regrets uh, it? No. No, probably not. He loves it. He wishes that he had $3 million worth of techs. I'm sure he just invested in body armor and covered that. It's fine. He's not good. podcast, too. I haven't listened to a second of his podcast, but probably I would won't until, until he listens to ours. Boom. One to one. I would probably have have him on. I'd have some hard-nosed questions for him. That would be fun. We should admit it. You should DM his mom again. You want me to DM him? Yeah. She'd block me. Yeah. <laughs> He said, Happy Thanksgiving, and she blocked me. No, you didn't. That's not real. He did. After they got into a little altercation. It was on Thanksgiving or like the day before or something. I was like wine drunk on a Thursday. I'm not judging you. Shouldn't. Oh, that's funny. Wow, we really got off topic, but. No, we're shooting the um, shot. We are here. The Kevin Love, Russell Westbrook debate. What's your take, Sam? You you heard our take. I've wanted them both traded like any time. Mid-game. (laughs) <laughs> um, so you're probably right, Paul. I mean, Russell's just going to play a lot more than than Kevin will at this point. So, I mean, these are your two well. least favorite players in the history of basketball. Just about. That's true. That's facts. Yep. yep. Pretty close. It's just a UCLA thing. It must be. Akla. You don't like Lonzo Ball either, do you? Shoot. Oh, no. I mean, Johnny Juzang. What's to, what's to like about him? It feels like probably, what do you think, over, under on 37 and a half times since K-Love joined the Cavs that Sam sent a possible trade that we could just get rid of him over the last however many years that is. Over. It's 2014. Yeah, probably if that's when that happened, 2014. Is that a total or is that like an average per year? (laughs) Average average per year. Over, under nine and a half per year. I think every time Kevin dribbled the ball off his foot out of bounds and then tried to blame his Stop teammate on a it. slip screen handoff. He's the best at, in the at, league I mean, at okay. drawing charges. I liked we him. one championship. What happened after 2016? Should have just traded him and listened to me because now it, he Listen, was pretty much worthless. He averaged 11 a game. It could be Sacramento. It could be Sacramento. To the 2018 finals. Good for him. 11 a game. I don't know if that's true. That felt right, though. Well, I mean, the whole, like, deal we had 
for Paul George. Yeah, with Kevin that Love. And then they with Indiana. Out. They before out. that was Clay Thompson yeah. was involved too, wasn't it? No, that was that was there Kevin was another Love one. with Minnesota. That's true. Before That's we got itching him. the like yeah. back the furthest back part of my subconscious that I remember that yeah. existed. They almost did K Love for Clay Thompson, I think, straight up like Indiana. Minnesota and the and the Warriors. Indiana pulled out of that one. The, the Paul one George. for Paul George. Yeah. To, like to send last, him for Victor Oladipo. Yeah. yeah. That one I would have sure. loved. Can you imagine Paul George, LeBron, and Kyrie? We'd still have that team. We still have at least the same championship we have. Maybe. Maybe Does Durant move, like, though? Oh, I got what's, lucky. What's the ripple effect? Butterfly effect. Does, effect. Yeah, does, you never does know. Durant get moved if the Cavs are this powerhouse? Probably because that was more of a TV money deal with the salary cap. Boom. Give it Evan Turner $72 million when he's trash. Joakim Noah reaped the benefits of that as well. 72 million uh, for Joakim Noah in 2013. No, Evan Turner. No, I'm talking about Joakim Noah. Noah got you got similar. that much too? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. By the they're, Knicks. They're like, this is cheap. terrible. This is going to be like a mid-level deal. This guy's good. Guess what? He wasn't good. Good. I mean, how coming the hell to and can ugly. I shoot a 15-footer better than him? You got to rotate that bitch like Saturn. I think. I mean, it's it was absolutely definitely crazy. sideways. That's the best take you've had all day, Midday. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> Good thing it's late enough, um, nobody be listening. But all right, let's wrap this up. I think uh, we had some super hot takes today. Uh, you were shooting got it. Talk, got to talk a little bit about the upcoming second half of the NBA season. Looking forward to see who wins the MVP, who comes out of each conference, Mitchell. all that fun stuff. Um, Cavs. And sad to say that football is not over, and I know that we're all missing it. You, the USFL, XFL, we're not, we're not XFL. hitting those takes. I they saw something. Try. That, Josh Gordon had a good game. God, how shitty were those games? He the scores are like fifteen favorite. to nine. It's two hundred so days weird. until the NFL season, as of uh, like pitchers and catchers ago. report soon. Are we doing baseball? <laughs> snappers and quarterbacks. MLS season starts. Snappers, he said. The Cincinnati Cyclones all day. Because I'll tell you what, we are good this year. <laughs> is that uh, NHL? Soccer. That is NHL. Like, soccer. I don't know. Whatever lower than NHL is, is what that is. But hey, I will also, I'll go to one Reds game this year so that I have something to talk about. If we're going to be talking baseball, that sounds like fun. I'll go with. Okay, deal. All right, guys. Well, we will talk to you. And well, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow, but we will talk to the Shoot the Shot family in two weeks. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye-bye.